There's a formula to it. A very simple formula. What an excellent day for an exorcism. Fuck the prime time, bitch. Don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. What's going on, everybody? Take two of this intro. We're going to be diving into a film series, which I had never seen all the way through, and I finally have, and it's one of Sean's favorites, if not his favorite, the Scream series. Is it your favorite franchise of all? Yeah, definitely. I would definitely say that it's my favorite and contains some of my favorite movies. I have to say that even though I did a ranking list of these, I, I thoroughly enjoyed all of them. Unlike other series like Nightmare or Friday or Halloween, whatever, There's you pick and choose and you like some of them just, just because they're ridiculous. But with the Scream ones, they were all, even my lowest ranking one was still decent to watch. Yeah, I mean, it helps that it's the same director all the way through and that there's less of them. That is very true. The the sheer the sheer numbers alone, I think, is what probably makes it great. And I hope they don't <laughs> just crank out nine Scream movies. That would be awful. You're about to be really disappointed, depending on how this Scream 5 thing goes. Is there another Scream coming out? Yeah. Um, in January, the guys that did Ready or Not are directing it. I never saw it's that a, movie. I've heard I've heard good it's, things. It's very good. So, yeah, Scream 5 comes out in January. And I don't know, maybe it'll bomb. Where do you think they're going to be able to take this series after Scream 4 without rehashing the same thing over and over? Um, we can maybe circle back to that at the end after we've talked about these movies. Okay. Like what we Sounds good. Yeah. Because Scream 4, the way it ended, I was like, I don't know how they could do more. So that makes sense. Yeah, we since can talk about that. Since you're the Scream, the Scream fanatic, I guess we can go one by one down the list or we can just give our whole list. But I'll let you go first. I'll let you take the floor since that's your whole world. Did you want me to like rank them or just like kind of give general thoughts in each one? Uh, I want to hear your rankings. I really, I feel okay. like I'm curious to hear where you have them. Cause I think my, my ranking list is kind of messed up. So I want to so hear my ranking list is very easy. Um, best to worst one, two, three, four. Ah, I think um, each one is a little worse than the last. Um. I think part of that is just because Scream is a very fresh and original kind of movie. And so when you do sequels to that, it's naturally not going to be. So with each one, especially when you, by the time you get to four, there are cliches and expectations around Scream as a whole, which is kind of a weird thing the later sequels have to deal with. Yeah. I, my list, everyone, I was looking at other people's online just to see where mine kind of fell. And apparently I'm pretty fucked up because I got <laughs> from best to worst. I got one, three, four, two. Huh? Yeah. That's interesting. I, I, I have a guess why two is last. Do you mind if I guess? Let's hear it. Because Randy dies. No. Oh, damn it. You would have been, you'd have been better <laughs> off guessing when they sang in the middle of the cafeteria. That oh. would have been a. I that would have been a much better guess, but I like that scene. I hated that scene. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I guess I'll start with my worst and go up to to my best. Scream two. I don't know why I can't even I can't even pinpoint a specific reason, but it's just hard for me to finish that movie every time I put it on. 
I get about halfway and then I don't want to watch it anymore. I like I'll turn it off. It's it's for whatever reason. I just, it just is it that scene? <laughs> is that scene the point when you turn it off? <laughs> That's probably the point where I eventually turn it <laughs> off because I'm already kind of like ah, I'm not really digging this movie. And then that happens. I'm like, OK, I'm done. But no, jokes aside, I just I don't know. It's just it never got me hooked. You no, know, every time I've seen it, it's never actually drugged me. in. I don't like the opening scene of the movie at all with the movie theater. The the stab through the, the bathroom stall, like I hate that kill. That's gotta be my least favorite kill of all of the scream one all of the screams I've seen. I the only other one I think is worse than that is the garage door one or in the in the is that the first one? Am I thinking of the uh, right Rose one? McGowan's death when she like gets in the doggy door and then goes up. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first yeah. one. I hate that kill too. Those two I hate both of those kills. They're like, I think the Rose McGowan one is the worst. And the second worst, I hate that stab through the door. It's like, that would first off be so difficult to do. And second, you'd have to hit, you can't see on the other side of the wall. So where your knife goes, <laughs> you have 10 feet by 10 feet of room you could hit and you hit right through his ear. Nah, I don't like that kill. That movie theater, they're really skimping on their their stall doors, just made of paper. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They made it out of cardboard or something. Uh, the Jada Pinkett Smith part, when she got stabbed in the chaos of it, was kind of cool. Uh, I don't like her acting very much, but I thought she was cool. Like the, pause it whenever she finally she like looks at the blood, right? And then he turns with the knife. Pause it on her face. It is the worst <laughs> acting. She just, I hate it, and. Uh, but it's cool how she gets stabbed and then people don't know. I've never been in a movie theater that hectic before in my life. That would be crazy. Yeah. Or that just fun. Like everybody's in costume and throwing things and their ghost faces flying through the air. Oh, yeah. I would love that. I've done like Rocky Horror Picture Show stuff where you go and see oh, it in person and they act yeah. it out and it gets wild. That's fun. But for the opening of a movie, oh, I'd, I'd actually be pissed if I was in that theater. I'd be like, man, I'm just trying to watch the new Stab movie. For Christ's sake. <laughs> That's the kind of thing they did in like the 50s when television was starting to come out and movies were kind of looking for gimmicks to compete and stay afloat as they often have to do. And they did all sorts of things. Like there's a Vincent Price movie where like the seat would vibrate. It was a movie called like The Tickler or something like that. <laughs> and so like Vincent Price would be like, oh no, the monster's loose. And then like the seats would like vibrate as if the, the monster was like attacking you. I, it kind of reminds me of stuff like that. I remember one time going on a ride. It was at one of the, I think, whatever Disneyland or Tingler. One, whichever one. Sorry, Tingler. Tingler? I've Not never tickler, heard of it. Tingler. Yeah. They had something similar where it was on the screen, it was supposed to be like a bunch of rats kind of running towards you. And then on the floor, they had like little, it was almost like a wheel with like fur on it, kind of. So it would hit the bottom mm. of your. It would kind of hit your legs and stuff. So it would feel like there were rats running all over the place. Like that would be, that'd be interesting. And I always heard that uh, House on Haunted Hill, their director had everyone sign waivers that if you have a heart attack and die, it's because this movie's so terrifying, <laughs> you can't sue us. And it's like, that's the smartest gimmick ever. People would be yeah. so terrified before it even starts. So yeah, the opening scene, not a fan. I, I do like, Randy's character so much that is a shame that he died. Um, 
the the reveal at the end i didn't i don't i don't know there's just something about that movie i can never really get into it but again it's it's not bad i'll watch it comparative to other franchises it's definitely better that's crazy to say the worst scream is definitely better than three quarters of friday the 13th and uh but scream two scream three and four i guess you could flip back and forth for me honestly i'm i'm just basing mine strictly off enjoyment not like how it's filmed or edited like when i sit through it if i just enjoyed the watch and four was cool i liked um rory culkin in it i thought he did really good I thought he he was fantastic in that movie. I liked I liked the very end whenever she makes she's trying to show that she was a victim and she just starts slamming herself all over the house just yeah. Just freaking giving the giving a glass table to people's elbow and like slamming a knife into her chest like yeah. That was crazy. The Gail Dewey dynamic was really good in that movie. I thought I liked them in that film. Sydney, Sydney handled it well, and I definitely like the ending where they in the hospital where they're all kind of throwing down. Worst hospital staff of all time. You got four <laughs> people in this room shooting, stabbing, yelling. Not a not a peep. No one no, even knows what's going we on. We never see one doctor. Like <laughs> nothing. No one is there. <laughs> no, n- not a. Like soul. Halloween two's pretty abandoned. That hospital. But we see some people. Yeah. The, you're telling me not even a patient in the next room is going to just peek over and be like, what in the hell is going on over here? <laughs> Jill like picks me up and like tosses her across the room into a wall. Yeah. And like no one says a thing. Yeah. There's that... a cop running through the halls. No one. It was just the worst stat. That's all I could think of. I love movie that... hospitals. It's crazy. We need to make We need to make a horror movie that is utterly realistic where like you would try to have a hospital fight scene and it would get broken up in eight seconds like (laughs) that that kind of movie so it's kind of i've only seen them once so it's kind of hard for me to keep track of what is what but i liked the the camera twist uh four is the one where gail goes to the house party right and she's like got a camera yeah i liked that scene i thought that was really cool uh scream three i read that a lot of people hate that movie not hate it but it's definitely their lowest ranking Mm -hmm. it was i don't know it just kept my interest the whole time that i get that uh, people have a lot of issue with like the the voice box changer being able to do any voice it's it's kind of far-fetched but i mean the whole series is kind of far-fetched in my opinion at a point uh the cotton cotton weary getting stabbed right in the middle of the forehead at the very beginning. <laughs> like, oh my God, what a brutal kill that was. I liked the the actual like the the main cast. Then you had like the actors from the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really liked how you had both of them working together. Parker Posey was amazing yeah. as Gail Gail Weathers. I thought that was I, I like that though. There's a couple scenes where I was like, I don't the part where the house blows up, like he just so happened to read a piece of paper with a lighter in the house. So many things had to entwine for that to actually go off. Um, the, I liked a lot of people didn't like the twist. I was reading. They think it's the worst reveal of a ghost face killer, but I thought it was kind of a cool idea of 
her mom having this she's not this saint character she is a very flawed person who had a very flawed life in her past and completely gave sydney all this love and affection and threw this other kid to the side to she wanted to run away from what she used to be and now he's coming back for that and he's and he can just use easy manipulation of look your mom is with your with her mom is with your dad and they're cheating. Here you go. Get a, get a, get a Billy and Stu character. You got to have a fallout buddy. You got to do that. And he's just orchestrating these little pieces, the whole movie all the way through that. I really liked that. I think it tied it all together. Well, I liked the, the reveal again, there's some far fetched things, but all in all, as far as keeping my interest, I really liked the third one. And for my number one, which I would assume is everyone's number one ever. I couldn't imagine someone not having the first scream at the top of their list it is it's just fantastic i mean there's nothing i can say about this movie that you're not going to say because it's it's just perfect it, the way it's laid out that it's that first intro i guess minus new nightmare i guess to being that meta style of movie where you're kind of in on it the whole time matthew lillard's one of my favorite actors of all time and he really does amazing in that movie i love him Randy, great character to I there's just there's so much about that movie that is it's hard to even we'll have to just talk about that one separately. I'll hear your list because Scream One, mm-hmm. I feel like we could talk about for a while because it's there's just too much going on in that movie that's great that uh I guess break down your your thoughts of the films. What do you think about two, three, and four and what you liked and disliked? Gosh, <laughs> you, you you just just kind of sitting there staring you through so many kind of hot takes on this series at me. I was just trying to absorb them all. Um, so I think it's important for me to mention right off the bat that the first scream is just my favorite movie. Like just ever. I like think out of any genre franchise, anything? anything, anything, any movie, it is my favorite movie. I just, I love it so much. I, I rewatch it quite a bit. I've definitely seen it more than any other movie. Um, and I grew up with the trilogy. Like there's some of the earliest movies I watched as a kid. And even at that age, just watched them all the time, usually together as a trilogy. Like I can't remember seeing either the first two for the first time, but I do have a very vivid memory of my mom coming home from Hollywood video with the Scream three vhs nice and so all three of those movies are very much wrapped up in nostalgia and you know the fondness that comes with that scream 2 i absolutely love as well i mean you really threw me off that you didn't like the opening (laughs) because i (laughs) i love that scene i think that scene's so cool and so well done um yeah, I really, really like Scream 2. I like kind of what they're doing with Sydney as a character as she's kind of struggling to either close herself off or move on and trying to figure out how to do that. And then that leads nicely into 3 where she decides to close herself off and just go live off in the woods by herself, which I always thought was a neat kind of trajectory for her character which is impressive because these weren't all written at the same time. They're written and made separately. And yet I do think they're, at least in terms of characters, very consistent with each other. Um, I love doing Gail's dynamic 
in the first two. I think they're really fun, interesting characters. I like the kills. I like the killers. I think Mickey in Scream 2 is a lot of fun. I like uh, Billy's mother coming in as a killer. And I like how they sort of reference other female killers to set up the idea that Billy's mom comes in. They specifically mentioned Mrs. Voorhees, which I thought was a really sort of clever, subtle way to hint that a Mrs. Loomis was going to make an appearance. Um, three, I, I do love because I grew up with it. That to me is probably the most flawed one, even though I enjoy it more than four. Part of that is the tonal imbalance there was clearly an attempt to amp up the comedy and lessen the violence. And that has an effect on the movie that I don't like. Nev Campbell, who plays Sydney, was not super available. She was busy with other projects. So there is a lot less Sydney in that movie. And so Dewey and Gale and the actors you mentioned had to take up a lot of screen time. And some of that is fun. Some of it's a little obnoxious to me. Um, I don't love Gale and Dewey in that movie because it kind of just feels like they're fighting for the sake of them fighting. And I don't really agree with the movie's perspective on their argument. Roman is interesting because you said you, you really liked that twist. And I'm sort of half and half on it where I like the idea. I like the contextualization of Maureen, Sydney's mother, what happened to her, why she was the way she was, and the consequences of that coming to bite Sydney in the ass and Sydney having to deal with the mistakes of her parents, which is a pretty common theme of Wes's stuff because that goes all the way back to Elm Street. The issue is that it's just not a satisfying reveal as a movie because Sydney has no relationship with that guy. Like, even if she doesn't know um, he's her brother, she doesn't meet him until that scene. They have no screen time together. They have no lines. And so there's no real significant betrayal there. There's no punch to it. It's a guy she's meeting. So when he takes off the mask and Nev Campbell plays it like this, like her face is just like, who are you? Like, am I supposed to understand what this is? And so that kind of, kill some of that for me it's clearly kind of rushing a little haphazard but i still think really enjoyable four is the worst for me and i probably wouldn't say that had i not grown up with the original three had i just like if you if i had never seen them before and watched them all now four might rank a little higher but because it doesn't quite have the nostalgia factor i think i noticed the things wrong with it a little more uh, but I think it's fine. I like the idea of Jill, um, Sydney's cousin, and what she's doing and why she's doing it. But I don't know, something about it just doesn't read well to me. Like, I don't know, it just comes across just kind of whiny and dumb, like killing people to be famous. And like, there's, there's not nothing there. He's sort of commenting on social media and something that has sort of become a thing in the last 20 years of people achieving fame and success for doing very little. Some of that is good. And I don't know, some of that just doesn't read well to me. 
like three. There just isn't enough Sydney for me. And even like, while three doesn't have a lot of screen time for Sydney, I at least feel like there's a good like character arc for her there. In four, it kind of feels like she's there to be there because Sydney has to be there. But the movie doesn't really know what to do with her. And so she doesn't do much. And it's kind of trying to balance these new kids with the old cast, but the new kids are really just here to be a body count. And it just looks, it looks really ugly. I don't know what happened before it looks really bad. Like, I don't know, it has this really weird yellow tint to it. But I enjoy it. Some of the violence is cool. That was a weird way to put that, but Ghostface is really quite brutal in four. There's a real intensity to a lot of um, his scenes, the dialogue. I think it, whenever Ghostface is talking, that's some of my favorite Ghostface dialogue, like on the phone. Some of that's really good. The, the death of the Olivia character, the one that's, she's in the house and Jill and Kirby are across the street watching from their window. That seems great. Like that, that's a big highlight of the series, I think. Yeah, I, for, I, I liked the intro to four too, where they kind of made a joke of the yeah. stab movies. I really yes. liked that too. That was very clever. So I think, Four, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. I liked four, but I think if I would have seen them for the first time altogether, it would have probably been a little different. But after knowing what the first three were, then watching the fourth, if I, it it just didn't hit as well as I think it would have if you saw it for the first time, not knowing anything really about the others. So that makes sense. But the first Scream, I know you've said it's your favorite movie on any world any genre anything what parts what about it what is it that resonates with you so hard that scream is your way to go i mean it's a lot of different elements and i made a whole youtube video about it and all the films um some of it is i just connect with these characters you know in the way that you know a lot of people connect with the Star Wars characters, like, you know, the way people will talk about Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, you know, these characters are kind of that for me. Like I've always really connected with Sydney and loved Nev Campbell's performance in that role. I think it's really, it's really funny. Like just great dialogue that I quote all the time. It is, it's really impressive in that what all it manages to balance in terms of tone and story because it's a very funny movie and people a lot of times will sort of refer to it as a comedy, but it is very intense. Like it's some of the best horror like I've ever seen. Like that Drew Barrymore sequence yes. alone is just phenomenal. And you know, the scene at the end, like in the house when like Billy and Stu are just stabbing each other and how just messed up that is. And there are really good dramatic elements with Sydney trying to cope with the death of her mother and trying to move on from that. And then you have you know, this sort of cute, sweet love story happening in the background with Gail and Dewey. And there's just so many different elements that all somehow, just by a mixture of talent and luck, come together and just work perfectly. Because it is very hard, as evidenced by the sequels, where not everything comes together. And it's either the comedy maybe isn't as funny or it doesn't, it's not as scary or as intense, but I don't know. The first one, I just think it's perfect and I don't know, really interesting. 
I like that you brought up the Drew Barrymore scene. I love that scene. And one part in particular I, I love so much is after she's already ran out and been stabbed, when her parents are going up the drive and she's like trying to call out to them, but she can't talk loud enough. Mm-hmm. That part gets me. I, I'm like, that would, that'd be awful. And I, some people might think like, how would you not see someone on the ground? But it's like, if you're walking in your house, you're not paying attention. You're not thinking someone's going to be laying on the ground over there. You can't hear them. Your parents, you just walk right in the house. You wouldn't yeah, know it looks different. like she's kind of at a corner. Like she's yeah. at a bit of an angle. I could see them not seeing her. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There were some, I, I tried to do as much research as I could on <laughs> these. And some people were saying like, how could you not see your kid not, to the left of you it's like if it's nighttime you're not paying attention you're talking to your wife you had a good time maybe a couple drinks whatever you're not paying attention you're not gonna hear or see your daughter and i like that they didn't make it where she could blood curdling scream because if you've been stabbed that many times you're not gonna be able to project out enough to be able to be heard because you're you're losing blood at a ridiculous rate i like i love that part just for the way it how I feel true to life it would be like how, how close you could be to somebody, but it doesn't matter. They don't, they don't know you're there. You're dead. And then they top it off by forcing the parents to listen to the end of it on the phone, which Horrific. is such a good intense choice. It's, and it's so horrific. And I love, I'm sorry not to interrupt you, but no. just cause we're on her death. You know, they set up in dialogue that that character sat next to Sydney in class and then we cut to Sydney in class, just having to stare at that empty seat, knowing that that person just got gutted the night before. Yeah. These kind of movies don't really do that. You know, that's one of the things I like about Wes and his slasher films is that they take place over a longer period amount of time. You know, and obviously like Halloween and Friday the 13th can't do that because that would sort of break the premise of it mm-hmm. taking place on those days. But what happens is that the deaths have to be very quick and then you move on. Whereas because like Scream and Elm Street take place over the course of like a week, you get to really like force your characters to sit in the deaths and really have to deal with them. Like you go to funerals and stuff like that, which is a touch Wes always has that I like. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to give a quick shout out to Sidney Prescott for not having any insane amounts of PTSD <laughs> over four aggressive massacres. She's pretty <laughs> level-headed considering everything she's been through her entire life. It's kind of insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, she wrote a self-help book. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just if you look at the basis of her life, like as much as we know about her. Okay, so her mom cheated on everybody. Now she's dead. <laughs> Now, her boyfriend, who she never gave anything to, finally was like, we can have a PG-13 relationship. He tries to kill her with his best friend. Then you go to the next movie. She's off to college. Oh, I'm over with it, life. Thank God. Nope, psych. Still got people (laughs) trying to kill me. Finally, I've moved out to a ranch. Everything's good. Everything's wonderful. Nope, I got a brother I didn't even know about who's now trying to kill me again. Also, that brother is the result of my mom being raped in Hollywood. Yeah, it's... (laughs) It's oh, so- and then by the way, my cousin is also crazy and trying to kill me. Yeah, my cousin really wants some clout and fame off of me. So <laughs> I'm get the Instagram likes. She she really wants Instagram followers, so she's gonna kill me. And she's sitting here like, I'm only fucking 32. Like this is insane. <laughs> <laughs> like I've lived one hell of a life for only being in my 30s. 
Yeah, <laughs> there's an argument to be made. She's had a lot of therapy. Oh, I, I, I hope. Good Lord. <laughs> like no one would blame her. I'm not saying you could justify the problem, but no one would blame her if she snapped and became a killer. You'd be like, you know what? I kind of get it. It's not right, but I kind of see it. You've been <laughs> horrifically I hope they don't do that. Yeah, I, that's that's going to bring us, I guess, into five. Do you think they're going to make a twist where she becomes a bad person? You know, that's something that I remember when Scream 4 came out, there were all these like theories. And it's funny, the second Scream 5 got announced that a lot of the same stuff immediately came up again. The two big points being which one of the main three, our main surviving trio, are going to die and will one of them become a killer? And I don't, I don't know. They could do whatever. I guess I'm just so disconnected from the idea of more scream that i just i don't even care what they do i'm not gonna see it um they could i think that would be a really stupid story choice to just like have her fight like go through everything she's gone through only to become a killer herself i think that's a really unsatisfying choice and i think it'd be really unsatisfying to kill any of them at this point like they've they've gone through so much like in four, because they kind of do the fake out Sydney death where they make it look like she's dead for a minute. And like, can you, Sydney going through all of that to get killed by some punk ass kid? That would suck. Like, it just, it would <laughs> suck. You know, like at least like when Nancy dies, and I don't like that Nancy dies in Dream Warriors, but at least she takes Freddy with her. And it's like Freddy, it's not some new random villain. Like yeah. she, she goes out taking Freddy out. Like imagine if, remember the Friday the 13th movie that does the copycat killer. Mm-hmm. Imagine if a Halloween movie did that. We got a copycat, not Michael, a copycat, Michael Myers. And that killer killed Lori. Would that be satisfying? Like, <laughs> no, no. no, like, I don't want to see that. So I, don't, I think that just kind of be bold. I have no idea what Scream 5 could do. Any idea that I've heard is just Scream 4 did that. Like, I have my problems with 4, but I think it updated it to the modern day as best as you could. Like, I liked the idea, because with smartphones, like, it's harder to be a Scream killer in the age of iPhones. I liked that the killer was stealing phones. Like, it wasn't cloning cell phones, whatever that means. He was just stealing everybody's iPhones when he would kill them, which was kind of creepy. Um... And like making it a passing, because that's the only thing people seem to think is that it's going to be a passing the torch kind of thing. Like a lot of these modern sequel reboots are, is we're going to have a new sexy young cast and our old people are going to be here to sort of pass the torch, whether that means they die or not. And four made fun of that. Like that's part of what four is about is that there's this, that in universe the characters, the killers are trying to make that happen. They're trying to become the new generation Sydney. And four says, fuck that. That's dumb. We have Sydney. Yeah. And so like a screen five doing that just feels pointless to me. I wish they would just stop at four. Honestly, I've been, I enjoy the franchise as it is. I think it's got to be the most sound horror franchise that I can think of where all the movies are pretty, great or at least credible where they're not just horrifically bad <laughs> and i feel like there's so there's not much to gain and a whole lot to lose if you make up another one there's what are you gonna the gain is you made a fifth movie that wasn't bad 
yeah. the loss is you just you just broke every loyal fan that you've had through these first four, and now you just pissed them all off. And I just I liked the idea that there was an entire series directed by one person because that's pretty rare. And so the idea of doing more after he's passed away and like they have all these interview coaches where it's like, oh, it's honoring Wes. I don't know if they get to say that. Yeah. unless I mean, he... what else are they going to say? But I just, they shouldn't be doing it without Wes. Yeah. I, uh, it's weird to say it's honoring him. I've always found that weird when it's like, if he asks, it would be cool. I would, I, was thinking it would be cool if if Wes Craven he had written out like if I do pass and someone wants to make a screen movie I want this person to direct it I like these directors these actors these that would be that would be cool like for Walk the Line with Johnny Cash that his life story he wrote mm-hmm. the people he wanted to play him and his wife and all the people he said who he wanted to play him if they made a movie about his life and they did that I thought that was awesome so to say it's honoring him but you don't you're not taking any directive from him. It's not honoring him. You're just making what you want to make. That's not really a, an honor to him. So I, I'm sure I'll end up seeing it, but I'm very curious to where they, you're, you're just taking a hard stand and not going to watch it. Yeah. No boycott, man. I mean, I wouldn't put it like that because that's obnoxious, but just for me, I don't need to see it. Yeah. No, not, you're not legit boycotting. You're not going to go out there and pick it. Yeah, like, whatever. <laughs> I hope Nev Campbell got paid a lot of money. I'm sure she did. <laughs> she's what got if, a good agent. What if the twist is Gail Weathers wants to write a new book because she's uh, she can't think of anything to write, so she becomes the killer so she can have the inside perspective. That's, that's just that's, so corny to me. I'm trying to figure out a way how you could make... Because I feel like the twist has to be someone in the main three has to be a killer at this point. I feel like that's what that's they're going to do. so cheap. I don't like it, but mm. I'm I'm guessing if I had to guess, if they're writing a Scream 5, what they're going to do, one of the main three is going to have to be involved. I I've would heard, have to think. I've heard a rumor about what the plot will entail. I did also read that they, the writers and the directors intentionally put fake spoilers out there to throw people off. So I don't know if what I heard is true, but what I heard was really bad. What was it? Um, potential spoilers for Scream 5. I don't know if this is true or not, but the thing that I heard is one of the new characters is the child of Billy Loomis, with the idea being that Billy cheated on Sydney before the events of the first film, and one of our new characters is that baby. Oh, Lord. Again, that could be fake. That could be something they just put online to fuck with people which I think is very funny. <laughs> that is funny. But that rumor got passed around quite a bit. I don't want any of these. Any of the fake <laughs> storylines we've made up and the one we just said, I'm not for any of them. I think they should just hardline stop on Scream 4. I will say they can't make anything worse than the TV show. I never watched the TV show. So I, there are two versions of the show. So the first version was on MTV and was pretty much Scream and name only which was very, very strange. Like it was just a generic slasher kind of thing. Didn't wear the costume because I guess they didn't want to pay for it. Because, <laughs> you know, the mask, they didn't come up with that mask. They just found it at a house somewhere. Um, 
And I guess for the show, they didn't want to pay for it. But I watched like the first two episodes and noped out of that. And then they did a third season that kind of revamped it where they put him in the costume and they got that voice actor to come back and do it. But it was very, it wasn't related to the films at all. It was just kind of a new take on the, the scream idea. And it was better. But I think that's just because I love that costume and I love that voice. So I was like, this is watchable, but it's very bad. Well, Candyman's in it. The Candyman actor, Tony Todd. So there's like a Candyman versus Ghostface scene. That was the only scene I liked. That's insane. That's crazy. I, uh, I've never watched it. I probably never will, especially after hearing you say it's not worth the, watching. The third season is also tolerable because it was just a six episode event kind of thing, which was kind of cool. So it was just like three nights where they they aired two episodes a night. What would you think about like, I'm not a comic book guy. I really wish I was. I've tried my whole <laughs> life to like get into them, but I, I never can. But like the idea of like, so let's say you've got Batman, right? And then you've okay. got all these 40 different takes on Batman. One of them is mm-hmm. this type. One of them is that yeah. type. What would you think if horror movies had that same type of, movement so like you could have freddy krueger made by this guy versus a freddy krueger in this style versus a freddy krueger in this style do you think that would ever work or that will ever be a thing well we have one series where that is the case which is halloween where halloween has rebooted and restarted so many times and so many directors coming with their own weird ideas that the next director then goes i'm not touching that yeah and so we kind of have it with michael well, I mean, like even a more aggressive, like let's say you no, have- No, I know like what a- you're saying. Michael is the closest we've come. I think time will make that a bit of a factor. The problem is that we just can't, people are so wrapped up in 80s nostalgia that we can't get past what people think. Because the way the reason that happened with like Batman is the way comics operated. Comic books were for eight-year-olds or however old back in the late 30s, early 40s. And when that audience aged out of it and got too old to read comic books, they revamped and they retooled Batman to and all the other characters to fit the next generation of kids. And so each generation kind of had its own Batman. And then we saw that happen with the movies where one generation had the Adam West, the next had Michael Keaton, the next had Christian Bale. And I don't know why people have been so willing to accept so many different takes on Batman, but very few other things. Like we just, we stick particularly eighties properties where we just stick super hard to it. And if a new version deviates, people get really mad. So I don't know. Yeah. It's cause you, you do see different spinoffs. Like if you look at Friday the 13th versus Jason X, like it's clearly yeah. two different things, but yeah. Imagine like if it got to a point where you'd have the Jason X world of jason movies and you'd have this con this normal running theme then you'd have what is that they have about it'd be like jason noir and it's all 1930s crime <laughs> yeah like, that would be i've always wondered why movies and you brought up the batman has but i've never you don't see movies very often like actually take liberties with just a thing and take it in a completely different direction yeah i'm waiting for that to i've i've I feel like it's a matter of time. It's going to have, I feel like it would happen at some point. There's only so many remakes of a remake of a remake 
of a remake you can make until it's like it's got to go somewhere else. I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street's been around since the early 80s. Like, how, if you revamp it for the new generation, but it's the exact same character doing the exact same thing, yeah. but it's just it's just filmed in better with better sure. equipment. Like, I'm I'm hoping someday it takes a twist. And it sounds like with that Scream series, maybe they tried to do that and it just didn't work out very well at all. Yeah, no, the Scream series isn't bad in concept. It is the proper version of it where they actually had Ghostface. Um, it was all in execution and just poor writing and pacing and all that kind of stuff. Well, no Scream 5 for you, but the first four you're a fan of. I'm a fan of. I never saw three and four until last weekend. That was good. But I know that you did a huge breakdown of the Scream movies on your on your YouTube. So where can people find you to check those out? Uh, it's just, you know, youtube.com slash Sean Blumenshine. I reviewed every Wes Craven movie. So there's a whole like Wes Craven retrospective playlist on that channel where you can hear my thoughts on Scream, Nightmare on Elm Street, Last House, Hills, all that stuff. There you go. It'll be linked down below for everybody. I'll have my stuff linked down below, Partial Artist Podcast, where I talk about all things. I've been kind of messing around doing different live streams and trying to make new videos and do things just to see what I can make. But all that'll be linked down below. Every other Wednesday, you can check out a new episode here of Horror Thoughts. And let us know what your lists were, how you compare, how you rank, and what topics you want to see us cover next. With that being said, that's all I got. That's the episode for me. Sean, you got anything you want to add? Nope, we're good. All right, guys. Well, we will see you all in another episode.